You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that am. Well, if you're here, you know what you're here for. You're, for you're, you're here for part two. I'll give you part one of part two. I'm not going to give you a whole part, okay? Color code said documents, TM. If you know, you know. We're going to be looking at the uh, second half of the Titans-Packers game. Um, similar format to yesterday. I may make some changes. We'll see. I don't know. But again, the the general premise is well. It's kind of a it's kind of up to you how much you actually care about. If you want to just hear what happened and why, cool. But again, I'm also trying to um, come up with this little system here. And at the end of it, thanks to uh, JJ's efforts, um, I'm going to have to go back in the first half and refine a couple things just because if we're going to actually do grades and stuff like PFF grades, then I need to be a little bit more exact, especially I especially want to go back with the offensive line because I mostly just paper over them. So there's a lot of pass plays that succeed because the offensive line is blocking. They should get partial credit for that. I haven't been doing that. Also, he's wanting specifics on was it a pass play, run play, whatever. So uh, I'll work on that later. But today we are starting off, and again, we do have a little bit left of the second quarter because I wanted to start fresh with the Packers drive here. So we got the Packers, very short, ridiculous drive, and then we have the kickoff and then the Packers drive again. So 32 seconds left. The Packers are going to try three passes. Um, They're going to accumulate 13 yards, and then that'll be that. First play is a two-yard pass to Aaron Jones. As you would expect, it's a simple, I, I call it a screen anytime you throw it into the flat. It's not not a screen, but he throws to the running back in the flat. The, the, the shocking thing is that the closest defender is 10 yards away, and we only got two yards on this. Part of the issue I have is, is Aaron Jones running perfectly flat. I feel like he could have gone upfield a little bit. In fact, if he had just run upfield, he would have gotten a lot more yards. But he runs perfectly flat, and then Aaron Rodgers throws kind of a bad ball. It ends up going behind him, so he has to turn and catch it, giving the defender even more time to get down there. And again, after he catches it, he turns and runs and has to get out of bounds because of the clock and doesn't really get anywhere. Uh, the next play, Aaron Jones again. This is an 11-yard pass. Um, this is one of those where you could easily freeze frame this and make it look like a bunch of guys are open, but really it's just because they're coming up to get Aaron Jones. However, I do think you have a shot at Christian Watson here. First of all, as soon as he raises his arm, the defenders start to converge on Aaron Jones. I think if you throw this thing to the sideline, you could hit Christian Watson, but Aaron Jones or Aaron Rodgers had predetermined immediately that this was going to Aaron Jones. I mean, I guess we can call this a positive play. It was 11 yards, but given the situation, I don't think that it was. I'm not going to call it a negative play. Aaron Rodgers chose to check it down to a wide open guy. That guy ran as far as he could and fell down, and that's it. 
so it's nothing super interesting. And again, the Christian Watson thing probably wasn't there, but maybe. Maybe if you tried to pump fake it, but at that point, you're, people are going to criticize you because you pump fake it to him, you look to Christian, then it's not there, and then you try to, you know, it's just, it's just like, why didn't you just throw it? I don't know. I don't know, but it's stupid all around. And then with four seconds left, there's really nothing that can be done. Um, I mean, I, you could maybe blame the offensive line for not blocking on the play, I guess. I'd have to time it to see how long it took, because obviously we're waiting for guys to get down the field. Roger scrambles, tries to dump it off to a guy. I could dock him for throwing a bad ball, but who cares? <laughs> yeah, pressure really doesn't start to get there until about three seconds in. So I, I do think I need to... See, and that, here's the other thing. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm officially not going to dock Rodgers because it is entirely possible he just burned this into the ground. I don't think so. I think he tried to get it to Jones and it was a terrible pass. But it, it does make sense to just say, what's the point? Why risk the ball getting turned over on a fumble? Why risk getting Aaron Jones hurt because he's going to get blasted from behind? I'm just going to burn it into the ground. Again, I don't think so because usually it's a lot more obvious. It lands like a yard or two short and there's like a lot of velocity and anger in it. I think it was a bad ball, but I'm just going to leave it alone. All right, we made it to the third quarter officially. This is a 12-play drive that culminates into a 39-yard Mason Crosby field goal. First play is a nine-yard pass to Alan Lazard. And let me just say, and I know I've said this a thousand times, but let me confirm something that I thought prior. The amount of space that Watson creates is insane. I'm going to make a clip of, of just one of the times I've seen this, but there's just every time he runs somewhere, he's not open. I mean, the, the, the defender, he's, he's running, we're probably three seconds into this play, and there's still a safety that's five, six yards behind him. But that's the point. If you look behind Christian Watson, there's always 10 yards of space, minimum. He just creates so much room to work under. That's not how this play worked, but uh, just an observation. Um, Nine-yard pass to Alan Lazard. It was good placement by Rodgers, good catch by Lazard. Not a ton of separation, but again, when you have the timing and everything worked out, there's that. And great blocking across the board. Next play is a six-yard pass from Rodgers to Cobb. It's kind of odd. They, they, they have a, uh, a sort of a decoy screen set up to the left. They end up throwing to Cobb on the right. First of all, I absolutely hate, although Rodgers nailed it, I hate the spinning throw move. That scared me half to death when they did it live. He's looking to his left, and then he spins around, does a complete 180, and just whips it to Cobb. Like That just seems like a disaster waiting to happen. Cobb actually does... Not a very good thing. I'm not going to necessarily dock him for it, but the entire point of these screens is for the wide receiver to block with his back to the sideline so that there's a lane for the receiver to run around the outside. Believe it or not, Sammy actually does that. Looks like he just kind of accidentally happened into it, but Cobb, for some reason, spins to the inside. Uh, I don't know that he gains a ton more yards if he stays outside than inside, but um, yeah, there's, there's that. And I'm tempted to give Sammy a positive grade for blocking, even though technically he didn't because Cobb went the wrong way. And really, there's, there's no reason to give grades to anybody else. The offensive line were almost entirely used as decoys. So good throw from Rodgers is about all I can say here. I guess I should probably give Cobb some credit because he caught it and got some yards. Next is a 14-yard run by Aaron Jones. Real nice play design where they essentially fake the handoff to A.J. Dillon and then pitch it to Aaron Jones, who sprints to the outside. And again, Josiah DeGuara, man, is a heat-seeking missile. His ability to block on the move, he, he's kind of like a special teamer. You know, it's just, it's a full head of steam and just go hit somebody. And he absolutely clears somebody out. It's a beautiful thing. Watson stands in and does his job. And actually, Yash Nyman does a really good job, too. He's, he's got, I think, one of the linebackers, and he just kind of carries him just long enough so he can't blow this thing up. Because remember, a 14-yard gain, 
could be a five-yard gain real easily if just a linebacker is able to cut across and, and grab him. So 14-yard gain, I'm going to classify that as a big play. That's followed up by a short pass to Randall Cobb. This is another play where I swear Watson is open. I'm not sure why he doesn't throw it. I guess he's scared the safety could come under, undercut it or something, but I just, I, I don't get that. I mean, he's he's got seven, eight, nine yards of separation in front of him and behind him. It, it's a big play just sitting there. I don't, I don't get it, but he apparently thinks he can't fit the ball in there. I don't know. It's actually a perfect play design that I think was designed to go to Christian Watson. I just, I don't really understand it. I guess he, again, I think he just saw the safety over the top and thought, I'm not going to risk it and just dumped it off. I don't know. Pass was a little bit high too, but I'll, I'll, I'll give credit, I guess, to, to Rodgers and Cobb. Offensive line, I'll probably just leave out because it's a play action boot. Although Mercedes Lewis does have to stand in and block and he does a good job. So I'll give him some, some blocking credit. Next play is Dylan up the middle for five yards. This is on second and six. So that's a pretty good chunk. Dylan also just absolutely drags everybody, which is always a nice feature. Dylan got contacted at the 37. Looks like he's down at like the 33. I don't know why they gave him such a bad spot, but whatever. This is primarily a Dylan thing. Elton doesn't really hold his block. John Runyon doesn't really hold his block. I guess Myers kind of does a good job getting to the next level and blowing people out of there, but that's about it. It's it's mostly just, uh, you know, clearing out the middle enough that Dylan has the ability to just use his power. Because if there's, if there's a clog, you know, if he's running into a defensive tackle and a linebacker, he's not going to be able to just keep pushing. Third and one, again, they give it to Dylan up the middle. He gets three yards, so technically that's positive. And everybody pretty much did their job, but it's hard to know. I mean, it's just lunge forward is about all it was. So they won in the trenches. That's good. Next two plays are incomplete passes to Alan Lazard. One is the first is deep right and the next is short middle. This is on first and second and 10. As is the case with almost every play, you got a guy with his hand raised, Aaron Jones, up the left sideline. However, Rodgers had bailed to his right, and this is because Yash Nyman gave up a pressure to the inside, so he had to break the pocket, and instead of being able to just move to the right a little bit, now you got more defenders in pursuit, so he's just in a foot race out to the right side. So the one open guy down the left sideline with his hand just raised in the air is going ignored, although I do see somebody else kind of coming open across the middle, but again, Rodgers isn't seeing it. He's looking out directly to the right, not middle or left, which is where the two open guys are right now. I think that was Randall Cobb in the middle of the field. So that one is going to end up going on Yash. I think we had two open guys. I'm willing to bet Rodgers sees one of them if he's able to stand in the pocket. Yeah, and it was 2.36 seconds by the time Rodgers saw that he was getting pressured up the middle and bailed out of the pocket. So next play, they bring an overload. Rodgers senses it, bails out of the pocket, does a good job escaping, does a great job of finding open guys. And there's a lot of them because they sent too many guys, and when you do that, and the quarterback's free, and he was, he had time out by himself, you can't get too much more wide open than Lazard was in the middle of the field. Rodgers tries to throw it to him. You could say he wanted him to stay still instead of keep moving. Maybe, but as I keep saying, stop throwing it to where you want him to be and just throw it to where he is. But the initial failure is John Runyon and Yash Naim. It's not as though they even brought too many guys now that I watch it from the end zone view. Yash Nyman and John Runyon were double-teaming number 96, and a guy comes firing off the edge. So very simply, John Runyon just needs to hold his guy, and Yash needs to come off and block the other guy. Well, the second Yash comes off, 96 pushes Runyon straight to the ground and goes after Roger. And then uh, Yash Nyman essentially is, is wrapped around behind the guy coming off the edge, riding him like a horsey. And also, as bad as the throw was, Lazard had his hands on him. This is the second play in a row, by the way. The first one, which was just throwing up a Hail Mary pass. 
hoping Lazard could come down with it. He got his hands on it. He didn't catch it. This one, he I mean, he had to lay out for it, and, and it was behind him. But if you get two hands on the ball, you got to be able to catch it. As unfair as that may be because the ball was terrible, as an NFL wide receiver, that should be the standard. If you're able to contort your body well enough to get both hands on it, catch the ball. So Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard, Yash Nyman, John Runyon, all bad. Next play, third play in a row, he goes to Lazard, and it's very similar to the last time Lazard caught a pass. It was just a quick out, good timing. And as much as we get down at our defensive coordinator, the fact that they gave up 11 yards of cushion on third and 10 is, is wild to me. But we are not the only ones, apparently, that decide that's a good idea. So good throw, good catch from Lazard to Rodgers, and good blocking across the board for the offensive line. Next play is that quick end around to the outside to Christian Watson. Again, I think this is just one of those Watson is trying to do what the book says to do. He tries to get around to the outside. I think, honestly, the play would have been to the inside. Follow Josiah DeGuara as a lead blocker and try to make something happen there. Josiah, man, he, he just killed a guy, too. I mean, he didn't, he didn't lay him out, but he got two hands into him and knocked him back about four yards. But I can't really get too hard on Christian Watson because, again, I think the goal generally is to get around to the outside, and he tries to do that, and there's a defender that just pops him. So it's a pretty neutral play getting three yards on first down, and I think I'm just going to leave it at that. Second and seven, Aaron Jones loses four yards on a uh, run play to the right. This play was pretty doomed from the start. They've got the center, Josh Myers, pulling to the right to try to lead block, and our running back is ahead of him. So the timing and everything was way off. On top of that, you got Runyon, who also... So you pull Runyon and you pull Myers. Runyon is the first lead blocker. Myers would be the second one. Runyon is losing his block on the edge. Seems like Jones maybe could have cut in behind him, but I'm guessing the play design was to get to the outside. I don't really know. That was just a complete mess. I I don't understand how that timing got so botched up. Biggest thing, I think, is John Runyon just getting completely obliterated because when you have to create this wide arc around the other side and create this bottleneck, it kind of ruins everything. If he had been able to actually block instead of just completely whiffing, maybe Josh Myers, you know, Jones could have given Myers a second to kind of get out in front. He's probably going to end up double teaming 59 for a second before coming off and trying to get to the next level. But that, that I'm, I'm just going to put that on Runyon entirely. That was a disaster. But then we get third and 11, and we get an incomplete pass short middle. And surprise, surprise, <laughs> we've, we've run the same thing to pick up a first down every single time. Alan Lazard is open right at the stick. Their defense could not figure this out. We have Alan Lazard running down the sideline. He runs to the sticks, runs a quick out to the sideline, and he's wide open. Unfortunately, there's pressure in Rogers' face. He isn't able to throw it. He has to scramble. I'm curious about the timing on this, both the timing of the pressure, who missed it, but also if Rodgers could have thrown it, but kind of panicked. 100% he should have thrown this. If, if you if you freeze frame this right when Lazard comes out of his break, and he's, he's not looking that way, I don't think. He's looking in the middle of the field. But um, yeah, he's, he's not looking. Lazard is open, and that's when pressure gets free. So we had an opportunity to do the exact same thing that we've done two times now to convert long third downs and uh, Rodgers wasn't looking that way. And I don't know why he'd look to the middle of the field, because the only thing you got going on here, unless you're looking deep to Christian Watson, who is not even to the sticks yet, is the tight end trying to come across the middle about eight yards short of the sticks. I, I just, I don't understand why Lazard isn't just your first read. I'm lost. But the biggest culprit of this entire thing is unfortunately Aaron Jones. Uh, he sees the blitzer coming across. He comes up and tries to pick it up, and he just completely whiffs. I mean, he is just he is, he is airborne missing this block. And it's unfortunate because everybody else is blocked up pretty nicely. I mean, the, the guys in the middle are all on the ground. I mean, we, we have 
just bodies everywhere. So they're not going to be able to do anything. And then Bakhtiari and Yash have got their guys locked up, but the blitzing linebacker that Jones just missed was able to get up the middle and get in Rodgers' face. So he is the biggest culprit on this play, unfortunately. But again, that ultimately ends in a Mason Crosby field goal. Titans take over deep in their own territory, unfortunately. A 31-yard and 42-yard play make this just a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6-play drive that leads to a touchdown. They are backed up uh, at the 9-yard line, their own 9-yard line. But first play, Derrick Henry, right tackle for 3 yards. And it's odd to see Derrick Henry not really follow where it looks like looks like the block was supposed to go to the left. He went to the right. The only thing I could think is Dean Lowry kind of collapsed that from the opposite side and then actually closed the hole to the other side as well. So he had to bounce it all the way to the outside to where all the rest of our defenders were, which would be Kingsley and Igbari and I think Razul Douglas, yeah, who comes up and makes the tackle. So uh, that's a Dean play right there. Pretty nice job by Kingsley and Razul as well. Kingsley holding the edge, able to shed and help on the tackle. Razul coming around the corner and being able to wrap up his legs and whatnot. Unfortunately, as was the case for the entire day, this uh, nice play was followed up by complete garbage. Ryan Tannehill passed complete deep left to Chigazium Okonkwo for 31 yards. The worst part is pressure was generated almost instantly. Um, Dean Lowry and then pretty much everybody else followed in. This is the play that uh, I forgot who was posted. Somebody had posted this, and I think it was determined that it was more Jair's fault than Savage's fault, but I guess I don't really know. But I'm going to go with that assertion that uh, this was on Jair, and that's a pretty, pretty big negative play. Right now, Jair is the lowest graded player on the entire team with a negative seven. So that's pretty brutal. Next play, first and 10 from the 43. Derrick Henry is able to get six yards, just a full head of steam. And it's starting to look like the offensive line is really making easy work of, of our guys. There, there is not much resistance right now. You could always tell how hard it is for them to get into position and turn our guys. And right now it looks like they're just, they're asking politely and we're just saying, okay, that sounds good. We can do that. Um, they even had one of their blockers fall down and it didn't matter. Uh, Kenny Clark got beat. Jaron Reed got beat probably the worst. Chris Barnes got beat. It's lucky for us that the guy fell down because I think his job was to go up and get Quay. Quay comes from across the field and makes a tackle. Barnes is able to turn around after getting blown out of the play and help Quay make a tackle. So. Yeah, Reed and uh, I don't know about Barnes. I honestly wonder if Quay should have been there faster, but I'll leave it at Jaron Reed and uh, Kenny Clark. This is followed up by a 42-yard pass to Derrick Henry. It seems to be another really inopportune moment to blitz Quay Walker. It's the second time that we've blitzed him, and it's been a catastrophe. Usually the running back out of the backfield is Quay Walker's assignment. This wasn't a delayed blitz at all. I don't know if it was a run blitz, perhaps, or what. But it wasn't as though, you know, let's wait and make sure he's not uh, going out on a route and then go attack, because it was instant. And so essentially, we're sitting in a situation where they ran a, a screen out to the running back. There are two blockers out in space against Preston Smith, and that's it. That's the only, the only guy we have who has to beat two blockers and make a tackle. Spoiler alert, he doesn't do it. The craziest part about this is it looks like they're playing man coverage across the board. So who is on the running back if you're blitzing Quay? The only thing I'm wondering is if Rudy Ford should have been on him and wasn't, because this doesn't make any sense. Everybody else is playing man coverage. I, I guess he doesn't have to be. He could be playing zone middle of the field, and we have one deep safety, but nobody is accounting for the running back. Is it just me, or is it weird to blitz a linebacker and then play man? Because essentially you have what appears to be your two safeties playing zone. You got deep uh, deep middle and intermediate middle. 
and then you got three guys running routes and three guys playing man coverage with them. That leaves absolutely nobody to cover the running back. The only other option that I can see is that this was on Preston, because it appears that he actually drops a little bit. But then what, Preston is just playing zone in the flat, or is he actually playing man on the running back? But that sucks, because again, it's doomed to fail. Even if, whether he's playing zone or man, the bottom line is, you have a situation set up where they set up a screen with two blockers and Derrick Henry and just Preston. That is a busted up play if I've ever seen one. So, I mean, that's, that's, that has to be a Joe Barry thing. It's just a terrible call at the wrong time. All right? And sometimes that's just the way it goes. It's the wrong call at the wrong time. But that sucked real bad. I hate to not dock anybody for that. I guess Joe Barry again, so he'll just have... He's just a dumping off point. If I don't know where else to go, I'll just blame Joe Barry. But I don't know. I mean, I cannot blame Preston when he's got two blockers in front of him and the lone man on Derek freaking Henry. And again, you're playing man across the board, so where is everybody else? Their backs are turned running the other direction. Nobody is there to help him. But anyways, next play is a quick pass out to the right. Darnell Savage in coverage, six-yard gain, which is followed by a three-yard pass to Austin Hooper by none other than Derrick Henry. I don't know exactly who was responsible for that. Everybody bit on the run so hard, but I tend to think it's Chris Barnes. It was also Razul Douglas over to that side, but Chris Barnes was the one that seemed most panicked when he realized that it was a pass, and it was also in the middle, and so if you have sort of three zones set up, it would still be Chris Barnes. Anyways, Packers get the ball. This is a relatively short drive that ends in a Christian Watson touchdown and a two-point conversion, so this will be uh, something good that actually happens. First play is A.J. Dillon up the middle for three yards. Uh, again, a fairly neutral play. Seems like everybody did their job. I, I can't help but highlight Josiah DeGuara again for a really nice block. He's lead blocking, but this time going up the middle, takes on a linebacker, does a great job. I really don't understand the lack of any desire to block anybody else. There's two linebackers. We account for one of them. The other one comes completely free. I don't know if Josh Myers is supposed to come off of his double team and help. That would make the most sense to me, but he just rides that thing out and he and Elton just go all the way down the field. So I'm thinking somebody messed that up because it's to the inside that should be Josh Myers, but I don't know that for sure. So I'm going to give Josiah credit for his block and just leave the rest alone. Based on the fact that I think Myers has probably more negative plays than anybody else, it's not necessarily a long shot. Although three positive plays. This half, no negative plays, aside from maybe that one. But again, we'll leave it alone. Next play is a 28-yard completion deep middle to Randall Cobb. And this is beautiful. Just like their offense a lot of times calls the perfect play against our defensive call, this one, I don't know what their defense was, but we've got two guys coming across the middle of the field. One is kind of intermediate, one is deep, and both of them are open. I'm guessing some of their linebackers or whatever are supposed to be dropping, or specifically one is, you know, when you got two defenders on one guy, that's probably a problem. But anyways, not my problem to figure out. Randall Cobb comes wide open, big play down the field, so call that three points for Randall and Rodgers. Next play is a three-yard run by Aaron Jones to the left side. Got about as much as you could expect. Um, Surprised that was only three yards. He got around to the edge and just kind of got run out of bounds. The one negative would be Lazard, who essentially doesn't get his hands on anybody. I, I don't know that we would have gotten a ton, maybe one or two more yards if Lazard would have been able to block on this. So I am going to give him a negative for just completely whiffing on the block. But that was a three-yard run that was kind of destined to be about a three-yard run. Next, I got a short right pass to Aaron Jones for four more yards. It's just kind of a cluster, not entirely. I mean, again, my understanding is try to get around to the edge. Um, 
The guy that tackles him, I think, would have been Deguara's responsibility, although there's four defenders and three blockers. And Deguara's taking the ins or the outside guy because the assumption is he's going to run to the outside. You shouldn't have to worry about the inside guy. Aaron Jones cuts to the inside and gets tackled essentially by an unblocked guy. But there really wasn't anywhere to go. They were kind of just standing there. So I don't, I don't know. It's a neutral play. We'll call it neutral. But this was followed by a deep right shot to Alan Lazard for 23 more yards. This was a perfectly placed ball in tight coverage. This, this, this is what, for all the flaws that Rodgers has had, he has not really missed on this all year. Alan Lazard in skin-tight coverage, not an ounce of room. Roger says, I don't care what's going on. I got man-to-man. I'm launching it to my dude, and just hits it in, the, in that spot. So I'll give Lazard a three for catching a, a, a deep shot, not giving him more credit than that because he wasn't even open, but he caught it. Uh, Rodgers will get a four for a perfectly placed ball. And again, good blocking across the board. And then, bum, 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 eight-yard touchdown pass to Christian Watson. Wait, nope, sorry. Incomplete to Watson, then touchdown pass to Watson. Watson just straight up dropped it, so negative two on that one. Here would be my question on the the touchdown pass, because obviously it's a big play, so we're talking threes and fours here. It's pretty routine. Christian Watson's open. The question is, is he open because of his speed? In other words, if this is Lazard, is he not quite this open? I'm going to say I don't think so, because ultimately the defender was out of position. He was running the wrong way until once he noticed Watson, he was pretty much cooked. So threes across the board, I think. And again, it's a play-action boot, so the only guy that gets additional credit is the guy that's the lone man having to hold off. In this case, it's Yash Nyman, so he gets a three as well. But that's not all, folks. we got the two-point try coming up. This, of course, is another big play. Aaron Jones coming in motion. They hand him the ball. Right off the bat, I see Alan Lazard making a play, saving the day. Almost gets blown up in the backfield, but he gets his hands on him. Yeah, Yash and Tunyon in space. Yash doesn't need to do much. Uh, Tunyon does. He hits his guy and, and clears a spot. Yash doesn't have very much work to do, but he does the work he needs to do. Also, unsung hero, A.J. Dillon. <laughs> he comes into this play and just like cannonballs three guys. The worst part about that is you got Josh Myers trying to block guys from behind and actually takes out Dillon on top of it. So he takes out three defenders and Josh Myers lays into him. So Dillon goes down hard and t- needs to take a couple seconds to get up. But I think that's about it. Everybody else, uh, you had Runyon kind of lost the block right away, but it was so far, to, which, which is the benefit of these pitches, is you don't have to worry. You eliminate most of their defense and our offense, and it comes down to just a couple guys making a couple plays against a couple guys on the other side. And all our guys did, so bueno. All right, we got one more uh, almost complete drive. We'll just finish the drive out because it ends in a pretty quick touchdown again, thanks in part to a short field, as well as a 32-yard pass. But we'll get through this, and then we'll take a break and do the fourth quarter. Looks like I'm doing a good job of not being super long-winded. Go me! But first play, again, pretty standard, actually, and I'm, I'm starting to realize I think I might have been wrong about the running ability. First down is a three-yard run automatically. That's just what it is every single time. That, <laughs> what has it been? I, I gotta see this. Uh, first run, three yards. Next time out, Derrick Henry, two yards. Next time out, Derrick Henry, two yards. Next drive, Derrick Henry, one yard. Next drive, Derrick Henry, three yards. This play, Derrick Henry, three yards. His first run, which is usually the first play, sometimes it's the second play. Derrick Henry has gotten one, two, or three yards on the first. That's not every time he's touched the ball, obviously. He's had some big runs. But first play, first run of a series has been one, two, or three yards. I'm curious, the next time out was... 
negative one. The next one is three yards. The next one is one yard. And that's it. That's how the entire game went. That first carry was brutal. But there's another three-yard run. You can tell right off the bat, TJ Slayton does a great job of just completely collapsing the pocket. That pocket is gone. Hilariously, Derrick Henry thinks he can squeeze through it. And he cannot. He just, he literally jumps into the back of his offensive lineman. And while in midair, Jonathan Garvin just grabs him and is like, all right, dude, come here, and just brings him down. Great job by Slayton. Also, hilarious video of Devontae Wyatt. It looks like he's trying to punch the ball out, but the play's over. So it kind of just looks like the play's over, and he decides to just punch the guy in the head just for fun. I might have to snip that one. This great first down stop is brought to you by a second down pass for 32 yards, which has happened, I think, the last three drives now. The last series, three-yard run followed by a 31-yard pass. Now this time we get a three-yard run followed by a 32-yard pass. And again, there's very obvious confusion about what's going on. It, 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 it appears to me this would be on Razul Douglas. Chris Barnes makes the tackle. He appears to be in man coverage with Derrick Henry, though. And you've got Savage and Razul carrying one guy down the field. Savage takes him the entire time. So I don't know if it's man and he was supposed to switch off of that or what. I don't know. But Savage is just running stride for stride with him. He's not trying to pass nothing off. He's in man coverage. I think this is Razul. Anyways, first down, what does that lead to? A Derrick Henry three-yard run, classic. And Quay Walker hits him at the line of scrimmage. He just gets pulled three yards. And by pulled, I don't mean like he got dragged. I mean, he was airborne and absolutely knocked him. Just Derrick Henry's momentum just carried both of them three yards in the air. So again, neutral play. I'm going to leave it at neutral. Quay did make a pretty good tackle, but he allowed three yards. So I'm not going to give him a massive amount of credit for that. This is followed by a nine-yard pass to uh, Nick Westbrook. Razul Douglas in coverage, very similar to the same Savage play earlier, exact same side of the field, or, or you know, at, at the, about the same yard line, same play. But instead of Savage, it's Razul, same thing, just gets beat. That leads to a 16-yard touchdown pass to Austin Hooper. This time it actually looks like it might be Adrian Amos in man coverage, which is odd, but he's at the line of scrimmage and runs with the guy the whole time. Ford is the safety and gets there about as fast as he can. I can't really knock him on it. I, I just think Amos got beat by about a step, and uh, the safety didn't get there in time, and it led to a touchdown. So, I mean, honestly, as soon as the quarterback's arm goes back, he, sh- he fires as fast as he possibly can. So, I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to put that on Ford or not. I think I'll just leave it with Amos because he just got beat. Anyways, that is the conclusion of the third quarter. We'll uh, take a break and take a look at the final fourth and final quarter here. Again, if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. I would also encourage you to please consider giving to Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. You can find them at fertilegroundranch.org. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, 
kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Have you ever experienced turbulence on a flight and wondered why? And you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, you've got no issue with visibility or anything? No, everything's peachy. Maybe you've sat on the tarmac for hours wondering why your plane isn't moving. Well, we're outside here. They're saying the ramp is closed. They won't let us park because of uh, Air Force One. Listen in on the conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers on the Air Traffic Out of Control podcast. Cybersecurity declaring an emergency. There's smoke in the cabin. I need to make a landing right now on 31 left. We have the most interesting, wild, and funny ATC recordings you will ever hear. Check out Air Traffic Out of Control wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Anyways, after that, we get a real nice, nifty-looking three and out from the Green Bay Packers. First play is an incomplete to Christian Watson. You know, as a Christian Watson fan, I have to say, if they're not going to let you take the deep shot, that is to say, if the safeties are playing so unbelievably far off, why don't we work the middle of the field underneath them? We're not doing that very often. I'm all for giving it to Watson, but if they're going to play this far off, that's that's where you make your money. If you're going to play 10 yards off of them, I mean, as in he's already 20 yards down the field and you're, you're 5, 10 yards away from him, play underneath. But Rodgers wanted it. He threw the ball. He gave him a shot. Uh, I know Packer fans are pretty upset about the arm over him, but the, the ball was, he wasn't in the right spot for it, so I don't know. Seems like he either drifted too far inside, maybe the corner kind of pushed him too far inside. Whatever. I give him both negative one. After that incompletion, the Packers follow that up with a three-yard run by Aaron Jones. I will say, John Runyon got beat pretty bad here, but not bad enough that there wasn't a gap. This looked almost like an A.J. Dillon run more than an Aaron Jones run. This was an uncharacteristic, hey, there's a gap there he didn't see and run through it. It's not the end of the world, but I do think Runyon and... uh, Aaron Jones are going to get... Now, I feel weird giving Aaron Jones a negative because it feels like he can never do anything wrong, but um, he could have cut to the left and, and picked up a couple yards there, but uh, decided to plow into the back of his guys. Next play, Aaron Rodgers pass incomplete. Deep left intended for Robert Tunyon. This was on third and seven from the, what, 26-yard line. And once again, I think the play was to Lazard. They, they've run the exact same play every single time, and I think it's been there just about every single time. I mean, again, it requires timing, but they've hit it already twice. And then two times, Rodgers decided not to go to it, and I think it was there. He also appears to have Christian Watson deep down the field if he wanted it. I know he tried it the last time and it didn't work, but the last time when he threw it to Watson, the defender was three yards behind him. This time, Christian Watson got behind the defender. This would be the time to take that home run ball. But he lobs it up to Tunyon, who's in pretty tight coverage, but he's, I guess at this point, the only logical option, because Lazard has already run his route and there's nothing there. Jones is about four yards behind the sticks, so that ain't going to get you anything. The Watson ship has sailed, and I don't know if that's Randall Cobb or whatever to the other side. is just He's not open, and he's a lot further away. So Tunyon's right about at the sticks. So you give him a 50-50 ball and see what happens. But they're just all, I mean, it's a scramble drill thing, so their timing is all off, and nothing really makes sense. Rodgers threw it to a spot, and that's not where Tunyon went. So offensive line gave him time. Not a ton open, but again, I think Lazard was your your option, and if you wanted to take a shot, you had Christian, and Rodgers didn't take either of those. So 
First play, as per usual, Derrick Henry, two-yard gain. And again, it's it's a Dean thing, man. Dean just kind of blew it up. All the, also, Chris Barnes playing with violence, just running downhill, helping to come in and clean up. Next play is a negative one-yard run by Derrick Henry. Fantastic job primarily by Kingsley and Igbare. You've also got Kenny in there and Garvin, who caught him from behind. But everybody's there. Jaron Reed is there. Quay Walker's there. That play was going nowhere. Next play is a 19-yard pass by Ryan Tannehill. And again, it's Rudy Ford, and he really got beat on that one. Next play is a uh, first and 10 from the 43. Derrick Henry runs uh, nine yards off the right side. Preston Smith has him pretty dead to rights in the backfield. Um, Instead of a nine-yard gain, it could have been uh, about a one, two-yard loss. But he gets stiff-armed right in the chest and can't bring him down. Then you got Chris Barnes whiffing on a tackle. This would have made it about a two-yard gain. Finally, Preston catches him with Amos's help, but not before the damage was done. But next play, Ryan Tannehill passed deep middle intended for Traylon Burks, intercepted by Razul Douglas. There was kind of becoming a little bit of pressure from Slayton, but I don't really think that's had much to do with the interception. But Packers are back on the, uh, on the clock, and yes, it does result in a three and out, which is just so glorious. Aaron Jones' first run is for no gain. Actually, that's a typo. That was definitely not no gain. That was about a six or seven yard gain, but holding Yash Nyman. Now, that's the other thing that's, that's tough to figure out how big of a play that is. Because instead of being in about second and three, it's now first and 20. Can we call that a big play? Because that feels huge. Packers are down 10, and we know this ends in a three and out. I don't know. I'll give him a minus two. We'll have to think about that. If it was like a third down conversion or something, then it would definitely be. But this is first down, so we'll, we'll leave it alone. Next play, Aaron Jones pass incomplete, deep middle intended for Alan Lazard. Rogers fields a little pressure from Elton Jenkins, decides to bail out of the pocket, tries to hit a wide open Alan Lazard, but the ball ends up getting tipped. That's tough. I think at the very least, Elton Jenkins deserves some credit. Even if he didn't necessarily have to break the pocket, it was probably a good decision because it was also kind of becoming a little pressure off the right side. So it's better to just flush out because now you're, now you're wide open, right? You're not in the pocket, you're outside of the pocket, but you're free and clear. There's nobody out by you. Then the question becomes, do you discount Rodgers for ball placement for allowing the ball to be tipped? As wide open as he was, it's pretty safe to say you probably could have put a little air under that ball. I don't know. But that brings up second and 20, Aaron Rodgers pass complete short left to Randall Cobb for eight yards. So one for Randall and Rodgers and everybody on the offensive line except David Bakhtiari. I'm not going to give him a negative grade because it was a positive play, but he did not do anything except get beat pretty hard. And finally, on third and 12, Aaron Rodgers, incomplete deep middle intended for Sammy Watkins. And this was just a really big miss from Rodgers. Team did exactly what I asked them to do. Christian Watson runs in a straight line as fast as he can. You've got Christian Watson running an in behind Christian, or Sammy Watkins running behind Christian Watson. And yes, there's a lot of green grass there. Rodgers just missed him. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. The next time out, Derrick Henry runs for six yards. How about that? There's nothing super devastating here, but I think it's primarily comes down to Quay Walker's inability to set an edge, which makes sense. But uh, he got essentially one-on-one with Quay Walker off the edge, and then they're double-teaming Jaron Reed to the inside of that, and that's going to be the hole. So it's it's really it's up to Jaron Reed beating a double-team and Christian Wa- uh, Quay Walker trying to collapse that hole to run through. And they kind of do, but again, he's so fast and powerful, he's able to blast right through and pick up six. After that, Second and four, Derrick Henry runs for three yards. Offensive line made a bad decision to try to cut Jaron Reed. 
didn't work. He's able to stay on his feet and really just haunt um, Derrick Henry on this. But he's going to try to stretch to the outside with Reed kind of closing in from behind. Garvin does a really, really good job of setting, not really, Preston setting the edge, but he's he's got his guy also. And it ultimately comes down to Garvin and Preston beating their guys and shutting that down. And we get an absolutely huge play from Chris Barnes. Comes up with a sack short of the sticks. He just comes, I mean, he, he wasn't blitzing. He's playing coverage in the middle of the field, identifies what's going on. And again, his, his whole style is really fast, physical, downhill. And he does that and just takes him out. Huge, huge play on third and one. All right, so we're exchanging three and outs. Packers get the ball back. And yes, it's going to be another three and out for the Packers. This after a very good return by Keyshawn Nixon. 24-yard return, putting us at the 44-yard line. We're a couple plays away from field goal range, but we don't get a first down. First play, and once again, Christian Watson gets so wide open down the field, it's kind of stupid. Almost seems like it was a fake screen. They were trying to fake throw the screen and then draw the defense up and try to hit behind. So he's looking just primarily to the screen side, and those guys didn't really bite very hard, and there's so many guys that are deep that it doesn't really make a difference. Watson, however... Watson kind of breaks down and, and hesitates as though, again, it's a it's about to be a screen and he's just in there to block, and then he runs behind him, and he is he is walking in for a touchdown. But Rodgers launches it to the sideline, hits Aaron Jones. Jones picks up three before he gets tackled. It's a fairly neutral play, but I'm absolutely putting negative two for Aaron Rodgers on that. It wasn't a big negative play, so I can't do negative three, negative four, whatever, but he's getting as big a negative as you can get for a neutral play. I mean, come on, you're down 17. First play, they dial up something that has... Christian Watson walking in, and he doesn't even look that direction. Anyways, that's followed by Aaron Jones running to the right side for four yards. Again, they run the fake handoff pitch. This time it looks like Yash being unable to get up to the next level, which is really just a great read by the linebacker because he took off running to the sideline immediately. I think probably because he saw this play before and kind of saw it coming, but Yash isn't able to get up there. He beats Aaron Jones to the sideline, who tries to cut it back but isn't able to. And that was just kind of the end of that. It is too bad Jones didn't decide to cut it back a little bit sooner. He was a little too determined to try to get all the way to the outside because Josiah DeGuara had a pretty good block. I think if he was able to come back inside, he gets a little bit more than that, but whatever. And then the next play is the third down pass, Aaron Rodgers to Alan Lazard, and Rodgers misses Lazard high and away. Some people pointed out it was a pathetic attempt at a jump, but you know, jumping up high isn't going to do a lot of good because it's also too far out in front of him. So maybe like a lunging, diving forward and upward kind of thing. But bottom line is the pass completely sucked. If you look at the end zone view, you can see Lazard stretched as far as he possibly can, and it's above his fingers. So it's another big negative for Rodgers. Unfortunately, these are all third down, so they end up being bigger, and Rodgers is taking all the third downs, and they're all failing. So that's coming up a little heavier negative for him. His last three plays have been negative three, negative two, negative three. Then he had a one. Prior to that, it was a negative one, negative three, negative one. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Six out of his last seven have been negative. In the first half, he had uh, one, two, three, four, five. Only six plays in the first half, four positive, two negative. And it's been a very heavy string of negative for Rodgers ever since the second half started. And also a heavier dose of Rodgers, so... I guess since we're going for it on fourth down, we won't count, count that as the last down, so I'll just drop that to a negative two, but still. We get an incomplete pass deep left to Alan Lazard on fourth and three, and I, first of all, I have no idea why I didn't just give it to Aaron Jones. He's coming, coming free across the middle of the field, very 
possibly picks up a first down. I think very likely picks up a first down. Lazard is not open, and they're not even on the same page. The other weird thing is every time, or a lot of the time when I look at these things, I would assume Aaron Jones is the primary on this, just based on this play design, because Lazard is essentially running a pick play or a rub route. But the point is, Aaron Jones comes underneath Alan Lazard to create some natural separation so that, and remember, we're only trying to get three yards here, so that Aaron Jones gets enough separation, he can catch it, and on the run, get up the field. And every route run is seemingly with the attempt to clear out the middle of the field. And it's clear. And Jones is open. And he doesn't throw it to Jones. Off his back foot, lobs up a pass to Alan Lazard. And, and this is where the frustration comes in where we start talking about hero ball, right? He wants the big the big shot. He wants the big play. He wants that big highlight reel. He wants, you've got a play to Jones. So I don't understand it. Anyways, Titans ball, just about done with this. We have the uh, three and out by the Titans, which the Packers took timeouts and all of these. Um, then you get Aaron Rodgers and the Packers driving down the field and um, going out on fourth, and that's how the game ended. But First play, Derrick Henry for one yard. And guess who? That is all Devontae Wyatt right there. That is a beautiful play by Devontae Wyatt. Wyatt's got one guy and is essentially two gap. Let's Derrick Henry decide which gap he wants to go through, which he eventually goes through the one that he's designed to go through. But Wyatt's able to shed the guy and just, he lowers his shoulder and goes right into Henry's stomach. Just stops him dead in his tracks, which does not happen very often with Henry. Next play, Derrick Henry up the middle for four yards. And this is, this is Jaron Reed taking on a double team. And then Kenny Clark and Dean just just smushing that that hole down to nothing. So great job by the three of them combined. Then the final official play of the Titans, aside from their kneel down, is an eight-yard sack by Preston Smith. Preston obviously getting a big a big one on that, but Jaron Reed also with an assist because there's no pocket for him to step up into because of Reed getting pressure up the middle. All right, folks, we did it. This is the final drive for the Green Bay Packers, and then we'll get to the conclusion of these uh, the grades so far. First pass is a short pass to Mr. Robert Tunyon, or not a short pass, says short middle, but nine-yard gain by Robert Tunyon. Hate to even give anybody credit for this because essentially the Titans are just giving us that, so wide open throw and catch and got almost no yards after the catch, but one, one, uh, one apiece. The ball came out so fast, I don't think I'm even going to credit the offensive line. Next pass is an incompletion short left to Alan Lazard. No idea exactly how Lazard dropped that. It, again, they're running that play. That has been 100%. That we, when we take it, we get it. And when we don't take it, we should have because we would have got it. And we got it again. He caught it. He went out of bounds. And then the defender came up and hit him in the hands and he dropped it. Next pass, complete short right to Christian Watson for eight yards. This, by the way, is on third and one. thing that I love about this also is this is exactly what I've been saying that you can do with Christian Watson that um, can be lethal because I've seen... The Chiefs do it with Tyreek Hill a ton, or saw them do it with Tyreek Hill a ton. The only guy that's not being pressed up on is Christian Watson, for obvious reasons. So Christian gets into a dead sprint, the DB gets into a backpedal, and Christian stops and turns around and the ball hits. And it's, he, he gets five, six yards because of the amount of cushion, because of just complete fear of Christian Watson. And so this is a situation where if you got single high, which the, which the Titans do, this is a very simple read that Rodgers and Watson could make. And that is, if he's pressed up on you, you run behind him. If he's playing off, we do this. Because we stole eight yards. It doesn't matter if it's third and one or first and ten. If they're going to give us eight yards, you take that every single time. If we had just gotten a penalty and it was first and 20, I would steal eight yards. 
And we got a short pass to Aaron Jones for negative one yards. Again, some bad ball placement by Aaron Jones. He has to turn around and, and get it rather than running in stride. And nobody's really blocking on this play. Everybody's running routes. So it's not like anybody missed a block. It was just, just one of those things, I guess. I don't know. Also, again, again, very similar to early in the game with Christian Watson where he's going to run to the O. Rodgers predetermined this was going to Jones, and I don't know why. If we're, if we're going to have predetermined to Jones, make everybody stay back and block. There's no benefit to have them running routes if Rodgers has no interest in them actually winning their routes. Because Randall Cobb runs a very similar, not quite as deep, but similar route to what Christian Watson did earlier on. He hits a pocket down the sideline. I think that's Cobb. I could be wrong. It's going to be real embarrassing if that's like Tunyon or something. It's hard to tell. It's very small, tiny. No, it's Cobb. But he could have hit Cobb for a first down. It's just, it's right there. But again, by the time Randall Cobb comes out of his break, the ball's already out of his hands. You say, well, then, you know, he took too long or what? Nonsense. This doesn't make any sense. Why is the ball coming out before anybody even gets to their break? So poor placement, poor decision by Rodgers. That's eight negatives out of his last 10, by the way. Next play, Aaron Rodgers pass incomplete short middle intended for Sammy Watkins. There's really nothing open here, including Sammy. It, it almost looked like he might have slowed up, but I think the defender might have kind of grabbed him in an attempt because you can see him just slingshot and almost pick this ball off. I'm guessing he kind of grabbed him a little bit to propel himself forward to be able to get in front of this ball and almost pick it off. But I, I don't know, man. Honestly, the real shot behind him, he has Turay. I think he could have hit him. If not for a touchdown, it's a, it's a really deep pass. Doesn't look like there was too much pressure to get that done. It's hard to tell, though. But I'll just I'll go negative one for each. Sammy for not being able to get open. And Rodgers for, I don't know, throwing to a covered guy instead of the deep guy who's open. Third and 11, we get a 12-yard completion to Alan Lazard. This time, instead of cutting to the outside, he cuts to the inside, gets the separation. Real tight window. Defender's on either side of Lazard, but he zips it in there. That was a third down conversion, so we'll get, uh, get bonus points for that one. Then on first and 10 from the uh, Green Bay 47, believe it or not, that's as far as we've gotten so far. Pass complete short left to Randall Cobb for three yards. That may have been the best option, although it does look like Lazard may have come open down the right sideline. But again, the ball is already out of his hand. Uh, it doesn't seem like he really wants to take any chances trusting his guys to get open later down the, the field. If he sees the check down open, he just takes it, which doesn't really make a lot of sense at this point in the game when you're trying to win. But you have a defender on the right side who has two guys to choose from. Tunyon's coming across the middle, which causes him to hesitate. Lazard shoots down the field. There would have been an open window down the right sideline. But... I'm just going to call that neutral. I'm not, I'm not giving credit for that stupidity. It's under four minutes left, and we throw a three-yard pass with no timeouts left in the middle of the field with a guy open down the right sideline. I'm not giving anybody credit for this. Next play, Aaron Rodgers sacked by Jeffrey Simmons for 12 yards. Really don't see much of anybody open. Pocket starts to break down. I'll check the time on that. I'm guessing it's, it's long enough that you wouldn't really expect the offensive line to hold that long. Rodgers breaks the pocket. And he has, I believe, Watson open for what would be a touchdown if he was able to unload it, which I think he could have. But um, I guess he just wasn't looking and stood there and then took a 12-yard sack instead of either throwing it away or, again, just heave-ho it to the end zone. That's a, I don't know why the defender just let Christian Watson run right behind him, but after the pressure got there, Rodgers is able to bail out, reset, look down the field, and Watson is waving his hand around in, in uh, pretty much the like seven-yard line, and Rodgers goes down. So the, the way that as soon as he resets, just so I could confirm this, he bails out of the pocket, he resets, he is no longer under pressure. Christian Watson is the deepest man on the field at the 15-yard line. 
The defender is at about the 19-yard line. So there is four yards of separation. If he launches this to the end zone, Watson's, it's, it's a touchdown. But I'm guessing he just was not looking that direction, direction being dead center, middle of the field. To be clear, he doesn't have time to go through every single person that's there, but it's still incredibly frustrating the amount of times you see guys open down the field that are just not getting the ball. And then to take a sack is, is pretty brutal. I'm not going to give him minus four because nobody was open by the time you know they were supposed to be open, but he did take a 12-yard sack and miss Christian Watson for a walk-in touchdown, so that is quite negative. I do want to check the offensive line, though, and see exactly when all this stuff happened. Yeah, it was about four seconds before Rodgers kind of had to reset. It was 3.57 seconds, and it wasn't like he was about to get hit. It was That was when he was like, all right, I got to bail out and reset a little bit. So I'm sorry, blocking for four seconds is pretty solid, especially since nobody actually got through. It was just starting to compress enough to make him nervous and want to back out of there. And I think there, I kind of think if you look at the end zone view, there was like a millisecond where he saw Christian Watson and was about to throw the ball, and that's when he just, out of the corner of his eye, saw the defender coming and tucked it. So he was looking, I think, to the left, where Lazard or whoever that was was completely covered, and then his eyes go to Christian, and then he gets hit. So, a series of unfortunate events. But uh, next play, third and 19, Rodgers pass complete deep middle to Christian Watson for 18 yards. And I, <laughs> I really hate to nitpick here because, I mean, he is going to get a positive for this, but he's got a couple people that are... I mean, Sammy Watkins, for whatever it's worth, whether you trust him or not, that dude could not be any more wide open. I think I just think the defense lost him. There's also maybe another option down the field. However, it doesn't really matter. Pressure got there very fast, and it caused Rodgers to have to bail out of the pocket. So it, to be able to bail and reset your feet and launch it 18 yards right in the gut to Christian Watson, he's definitely getting a positive for that. Uh, it was not a first down, unfortunately, and then we failed to convert on third or fourth and one. But big play by uh, Christian and especially Aaron Rodgers. And you watch the end zone view of that throw, too. Holy cow. That play, by the way, puts Christian Watson as the second highest graded player after Quay Walker, just for the record. First, uh, second player to hit double digits. And then, not surprisingly, the one-yard gain was unable to be gained because of John Runyon. He is just the worst run-blocking offensive lineman ever. So that's all she wrote, folks. Um... The, uh, I'll do a couple things here. Number one, we got the overall grade. First of all, let's go through the, just the, the raw grades. Who had the highest grades? Um, number one is Quay Walker with an 11. Remember, this is just positive minus negative. That's all it is. Christian Watson, a 10. Randall Cobb, 9. David Bakhtiari and Yash Nyman with 8. AJ Dillon and Dean Lowry with 7. Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, Josiah DeGuara, and uh, Robert Tunyon with six. Kingsley and Igbare with five. Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, and Razul Douglas with four. Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, TJ Slayton with three. Jaron Reed, Jonathan Garvin, Mercedes Lewis, Devontae Wyatt with two. Chris Barnes with one. Darnell Savage was the only zero of the day. Then we get the negatives. Um, Aaron Rodgers, negative one. Tyler Davis, negative one. Sammy Watkins, negative one. Adrian Amos, Isaiah McDuffie, John Runyon, uh, Keyshawn Nixon, Ladarius Hamilton, negative two. Joe Barry with his negative three. Rudy Ford, negative six. Jair Alexander with a negative seven. Lowest graded players, Jair and Rudy Ford. But that's not all. There's another question. How many impact plays did everybody have? 
Aaron Rodgers, not surprisingly, number one. He had 24 impact plays. The next highest was Yash Nyman with 11, Lazard and Runyon with seven. I'm not going to go through all of them, but those were the most impactful, positive and negative. Actually, I did that wrong. Uh, real quick, Rodgers had 30, Nyman had 13, then it was Josh Myers with 11, and then uh, Lazard and Chris Barnes with 10. Those are your highest. Um, most positive plays. Rodgers had 15 positive plays. The next highest was Yash with five and Chris Barnes with five. Most negative plays. Aaron Rodgers with 15, Yash with eight, Chris Barnes with, uh, uh, no, I didn't sort by this properly. Yash with eight, and then it's uh, Josh Myers with seven. So there you go. 